0: Baby four-game slate is over. We've got a monster 15-game Friday slate. I'm Heath Cummings, joined by Mike McClure, and this is as excited as I've been all week for a DFS
1: slate. It is a nice full 15-game slate on a Friday. We've got top pitching. We've got some good stacks. No Coors Field, which is good news. I don't like the full slates with Coors Field on Fridays, so I like it a lot. Very interesting pitching decisions to be made tonight. You know, it's funny you say that
0: because there is no Coors Field, but there is a game involving the Rockies where both teams are implied for at least 5.3 runs.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's maybe we'll (laughs) call it Coors Field Light, Coors Light Field, maybe. Uh, That's kind of what you're looking at tonight in Texas, but it's certainly they're not must plays as if they were playing in the mountains in Colorado
0: let's get to those top stacks of the night. Rangers and Astros both have an implied run total of 5.4. The Rockies at 5.3. Nationals in Toronto, 5.1. Who is your favorite stack of the night?
1: Number one stack of the night for me is going to be the Washington Nationals. Uh, I love them on the road here in this spot. It's a pretty nice hitting environment in Toronto. Uh, if you listen to me talk or followed me for a while, you know that one thing that I love to take advantage of is a league shift. Anytime we've got a National League team going to the American League ballpark, giving them the designated hitter is such a significant increase in value. They're obviously going to be on the road when that happens, so they're guaranteed that ninth inning plate appearance. Uh, you typically are stacking guys at the top of the order, so you can almost project an extra at-bat for sure, especially with a team that wins the majority of their games. Uh, so I, I love the Washington Nationals here. They are my number one stack tonight. You know, I
0: pretty much figured that I can just take all of the teams with implied run totals and then cut them in half and look at the road teams and then look at who has the biggest park shift, and that's going to be Mike's top stack of the night.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really, really close to that. Um, it's uh it's park shift and maximizing plate appearances. Uh, that is a, a very, very large part of what goes into the model here.
0: My contrarian stack is the St. Louis Cardinals, and it will be contrarian because John Lester's ERA looks like he is still an elite pitcher. His peripherals do not. I want all of the right-handed Cardinals I can get tonight.
1: Yes, I uh, definitely agree with you there, especially our boy Jed Jerko. Uh, But look, anytime you can get to pick on Lester, when you want to do that is going to be in these rivalry-type games with the Cardinals on the road here. Uh, so I I definitely agree with you. I, I like the St. Louis Cardinals.
0: Not a bad night at all for BVP, including... Oh, wait, before we get to BVP, who is your contrarian stack if it's not the Cardinals?
1: Um, I think at this point, I don't know if you can call it super contrarian, but I would be interested in the Boston Red Sox only because I, I don't think many people are going to play them with the negative park shift and against Paxton, who is a very, very good pitcher. I'm ready to call him elite on the slate. Uh, if you look at the implied run totals, Boston's only implied for 3.2 runs. That's basically the lowest we've seen from them all season and probably the lowest we will see from them all season. Uh, Mookie Betts is back in the lineup. J.D. Martinez is in there. Uh, both of those guys hit left-handed pitching very well. So I do think that the Boston Red Sox, although they are expensive still, they will be under-owned on the slate. Oh, they're
0: definitely going to be under-owned. I wonder how many people are going to play James Paxton because – if you just build a model that starts with Vegas odds and then builds from there and looks at past performance and skill level, James Paxton's going to be towards the very top of that list for a lot of people tonight.
1: Yes, he definitely is. Um, and I, I'm probably going to take the stance on I won't be playing him. Um, and again, I respect him a lot. I think he's a great pitcher, but I, I think that this Boston offense is... A very, very good offense.
0: Okay, now to the good BVP. Your boy Jed Jerko, 1364 OPS, three dongs in 26 plate appearances against John Lester. Edwin Encarnacion, 1533 OPS with four dongs off Kyle Gibson in just 24 plate appearances. That's uh, that's a lot of dongs. Anthony Rizzo, 1177 OPS, three dongs in 42 plate appearances against Michael Wacca and Chris Bryant. 10-11 with 2 dongs and 33 plate appearances against Walker.
1: There's some good BVP there. Uh, Rizzo hit a big home run last night. I I do like Rizzo a little bit in tournaments tonight. Um and Edwin, that's interesting that you mentioned that. Edwin's a guy I've always kind of preferred. Uh I you know, you don't like the word or the phrase reverse splits, but Edwin is a guy that I always have preferred against right-handed pitching. Um similar to uh kind of why we prefer Aaron Judge against right-handed pitching over Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, I, I like the Edwin play a lot tonight. I did catch a dong
0: last night. Thank you, Paul Goldschmidt. And extended my lead to 200 points. 1794. Chris is at 1584. Adam down to 1038. Mike at 936. And let's go ahead and mention Scott White at 823. That's because it's Friday. Scott's in the office, and he's playing dong
1: chasers. All right. I cannot wait to see where Scott White goes with his dong chasers pick.
0: I, I tell you, nobody puts in the research for their dong chasers pick that Scott White does. He, uh, and you know, I guess technically he's trying to start towards a, a dong train because he did a dong in the last time that he played this game. Two weeks ago, I went with Nolan Arenado. I went back and forth and back and forth between Arenado and Bryce Harper. I could not make a decision I finally chose Arenado just because Aaron Sanchez every once in a while is good, and he de- is a ground ball pitcher. So it was a slight lean towards Arenado, and Mike immediately took Bryce Harper.
1: I did. I took Bryce Harper. Uh, it's gl- I'm glad to hear that you liked uh, Harper so much there. Uh, it's similar to last night when you grabbed Paul Goldschmidt from me, and I had to settle for Carlos Stanton. Uh, so I- I'm glad that I got who I really wanted tonight. With Bryce Harper. I already told you the Nationals are my favorite offense of the night, so let's go Bryce Harper.
0: You know who got who he really wanted? It was Adam Azer with Greg Bird at 4,100. Chris Towers, sometimes you joked earlier before we went on air about how I may have the password to your computer because my contrarian starting pitcher was one of your favorite cheap starting pitchers on DraftKings. Like five days in a row, Chris has picked one of my contrarian hitters that I've sent into Sportsline for his Dong Chasers pick. Today, it's Yoan Moncada.
1: I, I love Moncada. He's uh one of the guys I sent in for uh some of my initial marketing early, so I, I'm on board there. I think we need to just remove Towers from that email list is what we need to do. <laughs> and then Scott White, after hours
0: and hours of research, Jose Abreu against Mike Fires.
1: Yes, uh on board with the White Sox. I, I think that you know, I told you I like the Nationals. Um I will be sprinkling in Chicago White Sox everywhere that I can where it makes sense tonight.
0: Any weather issues that we're talking about early, other than just blistering hot in a couple of locations?
1: Uh, no, no real weather issues that I, uh, that I see so far. Uh, you're right, it is hot, especially in Texas. It's going to be hot in Kansas City as well. Um, but yeah, no, no issues. That Kansas City game is probably one we
0: should talk about because the Astros, we kind of glossed over them when we talked about the top stacks. They are implied for five point run, four runs, which is tied for the most on this slate. They are in Kansas City where it's very hot. It's pretty humid and the winds are blowing out at 10 to 15 miles per hour. They're going against Jake Junis, who has had good results this year, but the peripherals maybe say he's not been quite that good. Do you you have any interest in the Astros or do you think Vegas has that one wrong?
1: Um, I think they might have it wrong. Uh, you know, it's hard to say because obviously the the issue with the Astros, uh, it's, you know, always high risk, high reward here. And you look at their lineup from top to bottom, they have what I like to call like high event upside, meaning they have a lot of home run potential at pretty much every position, more so than a lot of teams do in Major League Baseball. And that's going to make them always a team that we need to strongly consider, especially when you have this kind of a hitting environment. But that also leads to a price increase. And just the amount of money that it's going to cost me to stack this offense tonight, I think that I can have better results and um, just a little more variance, too, with some of the guys like the Washington Bats um, and some of the other offenses across the board. So I probably am not playing many Astros, but I'm not saying there's not a ton of upside because there definitely is.
0: Let's talk about the aces or borderline aces on this slate. I've got Kluber, Paxton, Morton and Stripling. Tell me who your favorite is and who you're definitely not playing out of that group.
1: So my favorite, if I have unlimited budget, is certainly going to be Corey Kluber. Um, out of the group, I'm not going to play James Paxton because I will be sacking the Red Sox tonight in in one of my tournament lineups for sure. Uh, the guy I'm most likely to play is going to be Rush Stripling, without a doubt. I'm sure he's probably going to be the chalk everywhere, uh, but really for good reason. Uh, so Rush Stripling is the guy there for me.
0: Now Stripling at 9800 on DraftKings when you get to play another cheaper pitcher, and, and we've got one of those we like, maybe two. That's not a problem at 9,100 over on FanDuel with Aaron and Harper already in our lineup. I don't think we're going to be able to make that work. I think it's time to play my contrarian starting pitcher who Mike might not think is very contrarian because he's one of his favorite starting pitchers. That's Seth Lugo at 7,100 on DraftKings, less than 7,000 on FanDuel in Arizona with the Humidor. He has been elite this year.
1: Yes, Seth Lugo is, you know, look, I think he might be pretty contrarian still. Uh, the good thing is, is, you know, for whatever reason, the public and daily fantasy baseball tends to not want to play starting pitchers on the road. We still collectively as a group tend to think that playing at Chase Field in Arizona is a really extreme hitting environment. And I, you know, the humidor definitely has proven that that's not the case anymore. But really, you look at Lugo, his average exit velocity over his last three starts, just 86 miles per hour, which is tied with Ross Stripling and Jake Arrieta for the best on the slate. But you slide over to the hard contact rate, it's only 12%, uh, 55% ground ball rate. Just, I love everything that I see with Seth Lugo. So I love him. He's going to be one of my highest owned pitchers on both sites. And I do think he'll probably still be contrarian just because of the road game in Arizona. Okay, so on DraftKings, we'll
0: start with Stripling, Lugo, Arenado, and Harper. On FanDuel, I think we'll start with Lugo, Arenado, and Harper. There are a couple other cheap pitchers on this slate I want to talk about that I think I will have exposure to. One of them is the other starting pitcher in that game, Zach Godley. He's definitely had a rough run as of late. I still think there's big upside, though, and this Mets lineup doesn't really scare me. And then do you have any interest in Kevin Gosman, Chad Cool, or Jose Urania?
1: I uh, definitely am not going to be playing Jose Arena at this point. Um, the only reason why, you know, again, I talk about my average exit velocity. He has the worst average exit velocity at 98 miles per hour uh, on this slate in his last two starts uh, with hard contact rate at 56 percent. Um, just really, really not good numbers there. So I won't be playing him um, on the other side. I could see maybe taking a flyer on Kevin Gosman.
0: All right. Let's talk about the hitters at catcher. I think you can, so there's so many of these teams now that it's getting a little bit difficult to guess who there's, they are going to start on a daily basis. Whoever starts for the Braves at catcher, whether it's Tyler Flowers or Kurt Suzuki, maybe my top option. If Tom Murphy is starting for the Rockies, I'd really like him and then probably whoever starts for the Rangers.
1: Yeah, no, like you said, you said it there, um, you know, I haven't said his name in a while, but Robinson Chirinos, probably going to start for the Texas Rangers, probably someone I'm going to be considering playing. Uh, Chris Cianetta maybe gets to start for the Rockies. Really, whoever starts for the Rockies, uh, probably going to be picking a catcher in that Rangers-Rockies game as long as they're 3,500 or below on DraftKings. Um, at this point, other than that, we really just kind of need to see the lineups because we're likely going to play one of those two teams um at well, this let's, point
0: let's just lock in ianetta i think murphy is actually five hundred dollars less than him okay. yes it looks like he's three thousand so we'll lock in ianetta at 3500 if we can play tom murphy or how much is serenos
1: he is three thousand so i would lock in serenos knowing we're going to play one of those three thousand
0: Sharino's or murphy okay
1: that sounds that sounds better because we are uh
0: you know even with that three thousand dollar catcher we only have four thousand remaining on DraftKings, and even less than that over on FanDuel. So we will need a couple of value plays on this slate. I think you can get a value play at first base. I expect, especially with the in play for the Nationals, that Matt Adams will be in the lineup. Aaron Sanchez is giving up a Woba over 400, I believe, to left-handed hitters. I want some Matt Adams tonight.
1: Yes, I like Matt Adams a lot. Um, he, you know, especially, you know, no Not even really considering price, I do think that Matt Adams is one of my favorite first basemen. Uh, there's one guy that I want to mention really quickly though that I might, that I find myself playing because of the value tonight. I think that tonight might be a Chris Davis night. Oh wow. I think it might. You know,
0: exit velocity only matters if the bat touches the ball.
1: I, I don't disagree with you there. I do think that this is a Chris Davis night. Uh, I like the price point, 2100 on FanDuel, 2600 on DraftKings. Uh, I'm not saying that you should lock him in every lineup, but if you find yourself in a position where you're trying to pay for Nolan Arenado, Bryce Harper, and another stud, I think that you can consider Chris Davis. The good news is, is if you're playing DraftKings, you can play both Chris Davis and Matt Adams because Matt Adams has outfield eligibility. Well, you can do what? it on FanDuel too with the utility. You, you actually, you're right. You can, you can do it on FanDuel too with the utility. Let's, let's just plug
0: Matt Adams in at first base on FanDuel. We'll take the step of plugging Chris Davis into first base on DraftKings with Matt and put Matt Adams in the outfield. Cause I do want to have Matt Adams in both lineups. And then we'll just see if we need a $2,100 player when we get to our utility.
1: Sounds like a great plan to me. I I know that you're a little hesitant to put Chris Davis in your lineup, and that is very understandable.
0: I have been a big Chris Davis guy in the past. He has just been so so awful at second base. We've got DJ LeMahieu, Yoan Moncada, Daniel Murphy, Enrique Hernandez. Did I miss anybody? Who's your favorite?
1: Uh, Moncada is by far the number one second baseman in my model. Um, so far that, you know, Lemayhu is second, but I don't envision a scenario that I would play Lemayhu over Moncada tonight. Uh, so I'll tell you, number number two for me is actually, in terms of value, is Rudnett uh 2300. Another guy, if we're really, really needing some value, I think that that's somewhere that we can look. And then, finally, Daniel Murphy, uh, you know, continuing on loving the Washington Nationals. Daniel Murphy should be in there hitting fifth tonight. I, love these lefties for the Nationals. We've got Nolan Arenado
0: locked in at third base. I do think that I'll have a little bit of Justin Turner exposure as well, though.
1: Uh, yeah, I, look, Arenado is certainly the guy that I want, but after that, um, I will have some Justin Turner. I kind of like, depending on the lineup, uh, Yolmer Sanchez for the White Sox hitting second if we need some value. He's only 2,700. Uh, you know, obviously we're already locked in, um, Arenado on FanDuel. Uh But if we have a little extra money and you don't want to play Chris Davis in the utility, you can look at someone like Yomer Sanchez, who's typically going to hit second for the White Sox.
0: At shortstop, Trey Turner, I think, is the clear number one option. Trevor Story and Chris Taylor also, if you don't have the money for Trey Turner.
1: Yep, that's exactly right. Turner is far and away number one. Very similar situation in the second base where I have Moncada just way above everybody else. Um, the other guy that I think we could consider on this slate, though, as a pivot from Trey Turner, I, I think Manny Machado is very clearly the absolute number one pivot away from Trey Turner tonight. Uh, just picking on Urena and that poor exit velocity against, uh, I don't think anyone's going to play Manny Machado tonight.
0: Oh, I think that's excellent. I don't know that we have the money to do it in this particular lineup, but we are kind of in an interesting situation now. So I'll just tell you where we're at on DraftKings, and we'll talk about where we go from here. We have Stripling and Lugo as the starting pitchers, Chirinos or maybe Tom Murphy, Chris Davis at first base, Mancada, Arenado, Harper, and Matt Adams locked in. We have 4,900 remaining for two slots. If you lock Trey Turner in at 4,300, he feels like a value on DraftKings. That leaves you with 5,500. Just short of, I know you wanted to try to play Trout with Harper and Arenado. We could do that if we drop down to a cheaper shortstop or we have enough money here for Aaron Judge, Charlie Blackman, JD Martinez, just about anybody else we want.
1: Um, I would maybe consider playing Aaron Judge in this spot. I don't, I don't want to get away from Turner, uh, knowing that I have Turner, Harper and Adams there. I'd really like to kind of keep that stack in, you know, together just from a game theory perspective. Uh, so I, at this point, I would probably figure out a way to, uh, to get Aaron Judge there or see if there's even even cheaper punt since Chris Davis is essentially a punt if there's for some reason someone in the lineup that's like 2100 on DraftKings then maybe I would consider that
0: so that leaves us with Stripling Lugo Chirinos Davis Mancata, Arenado Turner Harper Adams and Judge you know I just I just feel like if you hit on the starting pitcher And spend around 17,000 tonight. You're going to love your offense.
1: Oh, you're definitely going to love your offense tonight if you can do that. Um, and and I I think we're in a good spot to do it. I mean, I'm very, I feel very good about what I've seen from Seth Lugo. Um, and we've seen a sample size now where I do think it's probably pretty sustainable.
0: Okay. On FanDuel, we've got a little more work to do. We have Lugo, Adams, Mancata, Arenado, and Harper. We still have 3250 remaining per player. We got to go over to shortstop here where Trey Turner is still a good value.
1: Yeah, look, I think Turner is, you know, like I said, he's just like Moncada in the fact that he's just far and away the number one value at the position. Uh, at 39, it doesn't really put us in a horrible spot. I can't imagine playing anyone but Trey Turner so far.
0: No, that leaves us with 3,033 for two outfield spots and a utility. We haven't decided yet if we're going to. Lock Chris Davis in in the utility spot. I'm looking at the value plays in the outfield. There aren't necessarily a ton that I'm really that excited about.
1: Not a ton. I mean, I you know, we don't get to call him a value play because of the price point. But one guy I think that we c- could look at at 3100 is Austin Meadows against Matt Harvey. Uh, you know, we haven't even mentioned Matt Harvey. It's a really good pitching environment for him tonight, which is the reason why we haven't mentioned him. But uh, how do you feel about Austin Meadows? Well, I think that you should have a little bit of
0: exposure to someone against Matt Harvey. Right. Like, I, I think that should just be, now, now this puts us in an interesting place because we have 3,000 remaining for two spots. We play Chris Davis. We get to play a $3,900 outfielder, but we have, we don't have any Cardinals in either lineup. Our boy Jed Jerko is just $2,800 on FanDuel. Is there a $3,200 outfielder that you really like tonight?
1: Oh, there definitely will be a $3,200 outfielder that I'll want to play, uh, you know, when it comes around to lineup block. So I would definitely put Jed Jerko in there. Uh, and then we're really going to kind of have your pick. One guy that I could, you know, we don't really have much Texas Rangers exposure here either. How do you feel about Joey Gallo in the outfield?
0: I think he's one. If, if it wasn't for Matt Adams, he may have been my number one first baseman on DraftKings. So I think Gallo at 3000 is an excellent value. He is more of a tournament play, if you were looking for a cash game play, I think you go with Brett Gardner leading off against avoldi
1: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um Yeah, I, I like Brett Gardner. I do have Joey Gallo rated higher in my model for what that's worth, but I, I do like both of those guys.
0: You know what that's worth, Mike? It's worth putting Joey Gallo in. The FanDuel lineup, Seth Lugo, Matt Adams, Yon Mancada Nolan Arenado, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Joey Gallo, Austin Meadows, and Jed Jerko. That lineup is hot fire.
1: That is hot fire
0: indeed. You know, I always tell you, this is not going to be the lineup that shows up on Sportsline a little bit later tonight. I'm going to have a hard time getting away from this lineup on FanDuel a little bit later tonight, but you should still check in for Mike's optimal lineup. My contrarian lineup would be up around 630, 645, be the final edition and if you don't have that sports line subscription yet, what are you waiting on? Use the promo code DFS podcast and get your first month for just one dollar. That's one month's worth of DFS lineups, gambling advice, horse racing, golf, everything that you've ever wanted.